This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. In this episode, I will be interviewing Chris, who is mainly known as Deaf Gamers TV. Now, as you can probably tell by the name, he is a gamer who happens to be deaf. And I thought it would be really good to interview him about being a deaf gamer, talk about his passion, his reason for being an advocate for all the deaf and hard of hearing gamers out there. It will be fun. As Chris is more comfortable communicating via ASL, American Sign Language, I barely know how to sign in ASL. So we have decided to do an email interview and you can read the transcript by clicking on the link in the show notes. So I really appreciate Chris taking the time to do the email interview around. Otherwise, you can stick around and I will read out his answers in this podcast. So let's begin. I'd like to start the interview by getting to know your death story so people get to know you and understand your situation better. You've mentioned a little bit about in various profiles like on Twitter, on Twitch, but can you tell us about your deaf background and and here's what Chris had to say, quote My name is Chris and I'm completely deaf in my left ear and severe hearing loss in my right ear but I identify as deaf. I rely heavily on subtitles captioning to understand what's going on in video games and movies. I communicate via American Sign Language but I can also speak a little. I love playing video games all my life but I hate running into barriers where I'm unable to understand what I'm dealing with. Just recently in 2014 I started advocating for gaming accessibility for deaf and hard of hearing gamers because I felt like we weren't getting what we paid for. No one should continue to be frustrated for something they want to enjoy. We're in an era where we have more resources, technology and communities to improve products now. It's the matter of understanding and empathy. And this is why I advocate to improve and educate that by being inclusive, which means to not leave anyone behind and to try to not let anyone feel left out. I started at Deaf Gamers TV as a brand where I can broadcast myself playing video games on Twitch and Mixer. These platforms allow me to share my experiences as a deaf gamer with barriers I may face in gaming and also entertainment. This would allow people to be able to check out if the game is right for them or not. End quote. So like you, it is only recently around 2018 where I started to become more vocal about deaf awareness, but from a different perspective. I love playing video games, but I've never done it online or did any live streaming. Having said that, I, I'm enjoying learning about video game accessibility from people like yourself, Chris, and many others online. But I'm curious, what kind of games and game consoles did you first start playing? And do you have a particular favorite types of games and game consoles that you prefer to play? And this is what Chris has to say. Quote, The first time I sat down in front of a TV that had a Nintendo Entertainment System hooked up to it, I was around 2-3 years old playing Super Mario Bros. and I fell in love with gaming after playing a few more games on the Nintendo. My all-time favourite during those days were 
Super Mario Brothers 3. I've been gaming ever since because it gives me so much joy having fun with these games. I'm also a huge fighting gamer. I got into Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo. I found fighting games pretty fun to play. I'm, I'm a variety gamer as I love to try different games, action, RPG, and of course, fighting games. I've owned everything from the Nintendo all the way to PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. I have a gaming PC, but I don't game on it that much. I like to keep most of my gaming on game consoles and my PC for streaming. End quote. See, for me, I used to love playing video games on the Mega Drive in the past. That's something that I remember very well. And Atari. And I remember the likes of Street Fighters, Streets of Rage, and the usual Super Sonic. Uh, what do you call them? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog games very well as well. Later on, I became loyal to all the PlayStation consoles. And my all-time favorite game is Final Fantasy VII. So I'm excited for the remake to be released in 2020. So my next question to you, Chris, are following. When you were playing the game consoles, what were your biggest challenges in terms of accessibility? And were there any particular games or game consoles that you played in the past that did do accessibility very well? And this is what Chris had to say. Quote, I remember those as well. Those were also my favorite games I played too. And I'm very excited to try the remake for Final Fantasy VII. It looks really amazing. So I definitely don't want to miss that one. When I play on consoles, the biggest challenges I face would be not being able to remap buttons on my controller or unable to switch mashing to holding down button down because I can't keep mashing like I used to anymore. Another challenge would be to not being able to turn on subtitles in game because I wouldn't be able to understand what's going on. To be honest, there's no perfect games that would do accessibility very well, but I would have to say that Ubisoft have been stepping up with their accessibility features in their games, namely Assassin's Creed Origin Odyssey, Far Cry, New Dawn, The Division 2, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, Gears of War 5 also stepped up in their accessibility features as well. So as you can see, games are slowly but surely trying to do a little better with accessibility. So I hope they don't just stop right there. Once they release their games though, I hope they will continue to listen to feedback for anything they need a little tune-up afterward. End quote. It's true that developers need to listen to the feedback. And I remember the whole fuss about Activision not captioning all of the Spyro the Dragon scenes. It's crazy and you can read about that in the show notes. You can check out the link. I've talked about that in the past. The first thing I do before starting a new game is always to turn on the subtitles. There are always, almost always, an opening scenes that you have to watch before starting the game. So would you say that you have a better experience on PC games? And also, I noticed that you are passionate about live streaming as well. So can you tell me more about the brand Deaf Gamers TV? What is your purpose around that? And also, what do you expect people to find when they find you? And this is what Chris had to say. Quote, 
I agree. I was so shocked about the games not having subtitles, and it was frustrating dealing with people who tell us, "Well, don't play the game then if you're going to do all. If you all you're going to do is whine about it." Of course, they wouldn't understand the issue because it's not a problem for them to be able to listen to the game and know what's going on. Although Activision did fix the game by putting the subtitles in, that should have been there in the first place without us having to say something. Subtitles should have been a standard for all video games to have by now. It baffles me when some or most games still don't have subtitles in it, especially for the in-game cutscenes as well. So I don't play too much PC games, honestly. I've played like a few in my PC, but most of my gaming are done on consoles. However, I know in most cases, PC games are more adjustable with mods. I don't really mess around with mods. My PC is mainly for my live streaming and for video editing. But yes, I love streaming, playing video games because it allows me to share my experience with the games I play. I'm also able to show what the game offers in terms of accessibility features. My purpose of my channel is to also break down the barrier between the deaf, hard of hearing game community with everyone else. Meaning, we shouldn't have to be kicked out from a team if we don't have a microphone because this is one of the many things that can happen to different hard of hearing gamers that just wanted to play and have fun or to play competitively with other people. I want my channel to show that even deaf gamers can play video games too. Just because we're lacking sounds in games, it doesn't mean we can't game at all. This is why I advocate for gaming accessibility, for deaf hard of hearing, because I want to show and educate people that we exist. When people find me, well, I, I would hope that they would try to raise deaf awareness in their own way too, or share how important accessibility features in games are. It doesn't mean we're asking developers to break their game. We're asking for features to allow people to enjoy the games they paid for, because gaming should be fun. End quote. So I've never done any video game streaming, so it's not an industry that I'm familiar with, but I love the fact that you are doing your own deaf awareness via video games. I have noticed, of course, when watching clips of eSports that there are microphones involved as each member needs to communicate with each other. Is that an issue for yourself or other deaf gamers? And how do you get around that? And I've also wondered what do your hearing audience members think about your Deaf Gamers TV brand? How have they reacted to it or is your audience mainly fellow Deaf Gamers? And here what is Chris has to say about that. Quote. It's really fun. It's like when you have friends over to play video games, except this time it's online. But yeah, streaming has been very easy way for me to try to spread Deaf awareness via gaming. I love fighting games, so naturally I like to watch EVO, which is the Evolution Championship series. It's one of the biggest fighting game tournaments in the world. I also watch different channels that stream fighting game tournaments and I watch some Rainbow Six Siege tournaments too. And yes, it's the biggest barrier. It's all microphone and no captioning to know 
what they're saying and they, that can be very frustrating when you try to reach out to them to see if they can provide captioning for their streams for people at home but no luck even though the overwatch league is probably the only one providing captioning at the moment but i could be wrong it's been a while since i tuned into their tournament stream so how do i or how can i get around that well i use web captioner it let me caption stuff i think of it as a speech to text kind of thing what i do is i have the live theme stream running on the left hand side of my screen and then web captioner on the right as well of course, it's not perfectly accurate because it's auto-captions, but this is unfortunately the only workaround I have at the moment. I have some hearing viewers coming into my channel going, wow, this is really cool. I never knew there were gamers like this. So sometimes I do get questions about what it's like being deaf and how do I communicate and how do I try to enjoy gaming. Sometimes I do sadly get some negative reactions as well. And when I do, I just block and ban them. Trolls are everywhere on the internet. But thankfully, I've had more positive over negative during my stream. They really like the idea of using my platform to be able to discuss about accessibility because I'm able to chat with people about it. So streaming for stuff like this is really awesome. End quote. I've used Web Captioner before when organizing or attending events it's not perfect but it's pretty decent for a free tool so if you want to see what that like in the show notes again in the transcript chris has provided a screenshot of what that looks like using a video game streaming on one side and then you have the transcript or the caption on the other hand so check it out in the show notes and uh, yeah i've never seen it before on video games so it's pretty cool it is pretty ridiculous that you get negative comments. It seems to be, quote, normal in the internet world when it shouldn't be, but it's just ridiculous. If there's one thing, though, that you you would like websites like Twitch and Mixer to know about accessibility and deaf gamers, what would that be? And also, the same question applies. What would that be for the video gamers as well? If you want them to know about accessibility, what would that be? So, what Chris has to say is, comes right up quote indeed i'm happy that we have something like this i wish it could be offline too yeah it's not too bad when using it with video games or watching video game tournaments just some words may not make sense so hopefully captioning will become more standardized even for videos on the internet but i agree people wasting their time looking down on people instead of helping with spreading awareness about how people can help each other to make the world more accessible, you know. I would say to developers, viewers, broadcasters, or anyone on the internet to be aware of people and disability. We are not anything less than a human being. We are still human and it's just not right being inconsiderate. Not everyone is able to read fancy text on a screen. Not everyone can hear everything being heard. If you want to make your site accessible to people, try reaching out to the disability community. We are here to help people understand how to accommodate people with disability. Captioning and screen reader, maybe almost anything that I hope I don't know. That we, when you're designing something, 
you have to be aware that not all people are the same and having one accessibility doesn't mean one size fits all. End quote. So these are great answers and I want to make sure that people are aware of that, which is why I ask you so. Well said. And let's almost round it up. What advice do you have for other deaf and hard of hearing people who wants to get into video game streaming, who wants to be part of the online video game community, but they feel like they can't or they have trouble connecting with people and becoming part of the community. And it's all because of they are not good enough or they can't hear. What advice do you have for them? And this is what Chris had to say. Quote, My advice for other deaf gamers and hard of hearing gamers interested in streaming video games and want to be part of other communities but feel like you've been hit a roadblock, just remember the important thing that things take time. It's not something that can be done overnight or in such a short space of time. You have to network. You have to promote yourself on social media because it would be rude to self-promote in other people's channel. With that said, when you join a new channel, be sure to read the rules um, because everyone do things differently. Next, make a goal for yourself, as in, why do you want to stream? What do you want to share? What do you want to talk about? It could be talking about deaf awareness, but it can be about what you love to play and how you enjoy it. And it can be anything as long as within, for example, Twitch terms of service. Don't be a rule breaker or a toxic person. Just keep working at it. You can't succeed without putting in effort. Many new streamers would be prone to give up easily because they see no progress within a few months. And again, it takes time. There are almost millions and millions of people on Twitch now. So just network, research what kind of community you can find and introduce yourself. I personally don't associate myself with bad behavior or people that likes to use foul languages even as a joke because it can be uncomfortable sometimes. Sure, there are people out there who does that too, so just remember everyone is different. If you can't find your crowd, you're sure to find one somewhere. Keep looking, find one, join in, interact, and if it fits you, try having a good time with others because in my personal opinion, positivity will get you far. End quote. And to finish it all off, the best place to connect with Chris is on twitter.com forward slash deafgamerstv. That is his handle. Check him out. And uh, yeah, Chris, deafgamerstv, I just want to thank you for your time, for being detailed with your answers in the email, for sharing your knowledge. And I really, really appreciate it. And I hope to connect with you online somewhere even more as well. That would be really, really awesome. And for you listeners, or if you're reading the transcript, I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you find it useful. Let me know what you think. And I would also appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform that you're using. That would be really, really awesome. It helps to also spread deaf awareness even more. And as you can imagine, that's just for me and for Chris, it's an important thing to do as well. Thank you for listening or for reading. And in the meantime, I will speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of HearMeOutCC.com. 